0: Hello everyone, thanks for tuning in to the first of what I hope will be many AMAs. AMA stands for Ask Me Anything, and I've given my current and former students the ability to submit questions to me that I'll then answer in a podcast format. Because my students are minors, I've given them the option of choosing whether or not they want their name used when I read their question. I'd also like to thank Generationals for use of their song, Victim of Trap which you can find on their 2010 EP Trust on iTunes and Spotify. All right, let's get started. First up is a question from someone that I've known for quite some time who asks, do you miss us stealing your candy? So the short answer is yes. Um, a little bit of background. In my classroom, I keep a variety of candy for kids, You know, sometimes for myself and other teachers as well. Um but I use it as rewards, I use it as bribes, I'm not above that. And often students that I've had in previous years will stop by my classroom during lunch or during passing periods to get a piece of candy and say hi. I miss that because it's one of my favorite things as a teacher is getting to see kids um, that I've had before, but not in the same context as when they were my student because you know a lot of the pressure's off. I'm not giving them assignments or assessing them or giving them grades. You know, they don't, they're not answerable to me for anything. So it's really kind of a, a, a different vibe, if you will. Um, and candy is really just a pretext for them to say hello. Uh, if they have something they want to talk about, or they have a question, we can talk right then briefly. But if they don't, it's not awkward because the candy is the thing. So they can just grab a piece, smile, say hi, thank me, and be on their way. So there's no pressure to turn it into a special visit or some kind of long conversation. Now, as to why I miss it, I've been thinking about this actually quite a bit in the last few days since I got this question. And think of a teacher like a blank journal, okay? So something you would write your thoughts in every day. And in this journal are written entries by every student that a teacher has. Who we are as an educator is made up. It's the sum of all of those things. Some students will merely sign their name in your journal. Uh, Some will write long descriptive essays and anywhere in between. The point is that each one of you leaves a mark on us and like any great book that we might reread every once in a while seeing you again is like rereading a favorite book so i'm not surprised to be getting this next question um given the submitter this person asks do you miss your favorite ta's yes i do Uh, ta's being teaching assistants uh, so for those of you who don't know Students have the option of helping teachers from prior years, usually the year just behind them. So I'm a seventh grade teacher. I get eighth grade students Uh, instead of taking an elective during a particular period in the day. So whatever day their grade has elective, they have the option of coming back and helping a teacher with their permission. It's so nice to have another student in the room, but who's a little bit older than the kids that you're teaching, who has a little bit more authority. I mean, it's not the same, quite the same as having a staff assistant or somebody in the room with you, but um, TAs are very helpful, especially if you choose well, and I think I always did. Um, And there were days when my TAs made the, the difference between me having kind of a rough afternoon and being able to just shrug things off because there are days when your students just don't want to do school. And part of your job is to make them do school. So um, on those days, there, there can be friction between the teacher and the class. And uh, especially the one particular TA I had who, uh, just kind of kept me sane on some of those days was unfailingly kind to me. And I knew this person was always, you know, had my back, was in my corner. So, um, yes, I do miss that very, very much. I miss not having that this year this next question comes to us from ransom and it's in a couple of parts what do you think the vaccine will do to us long term and what do you think about the possibility of the virus mutating if you think that mutations with this virus are possible would there be a way to stop it before it gets too bad so i would not be the person to ask about the vaccine Um, i don't know what it's going to do to us long term all of these vaccines have been fast tracked, which means they were developed well, some of them were under development already, but they've they've been developed very, very quickly using a lot of um, people and resources to, to do so. Normally, the process for this takes much, much longer because with vaccines and medications, uh, we want to do a lot of trials, have a lot of people take it to make sure it doesn't have any potentially really bad side effects um, and to know how it's going to work on people before we give it to them. Now this vi- this virus is mutating. Okay. That's what viruses do to survive. Uh, it's estimated that COVID-19 acquires a new mutation in its genome about every two weeks. And mutations can have a variety of consequences, including none at all. Meaning it could be a new mutation that doesn't affect you negatively. Um, as of this recording we do know that there are variants that have come out of the uk and south africa and the latest that i've read about current COVID vaccines is that they will be effective against the new variants but again um the way that vaccines target viruses has a lot to do with like the outside shape of the virus cell so enough mutations could get us to the point where a vaccine is only partially effective or not effective at all. But again, I'm not an expert. That's what I know so far from doing research. Moving on, we have a question from Joaquin Mora and he asks, how have your family members dealt with this pandemic? Well, we've been very fortunate in that we have pretty strong relationships and we all get along very well. Um, I think it's probably because we spent a lot of time together before the pandemic. So we're kind of used to it. That's not to say we don't annoy each other. We do. Um, I am definitely the most annoying person in my house. So poor rest of my family. One of the things that we do is we try to spend as much time out in nature as we can, especially on the weekends. Um, There's some research that suggests pretty strongly that Things like anxiety and depression can be lessened by as little as one hour out in nature a week. So we try to do more than that, but you know, the Northwest being what it is, when it's raining, there's not a whole lot you can do. Um, we also do some, you know, minor things that we're, we have interest in. Uh, my son and I do a little bit of photography together. He's taking a photography class at high school, so I've been helping him with that. We take a lot of drives, especially out in the country. Um, it's i we're lucky enough to live in a really beautiful place so if the weather is decent at all a drive is usually pretty nice last weekend my daughter wanted to see some snow so we drove up to uh, mount saint helens up to one of the snow parks and we played in the snow for about 45 minutes and it was raining and it was kind of miserable but you know In a situation like this, I don't think much of a three-hour round trip just to go play in some wet snow for 45 minutes because if you think about it, the alternative would be staying at home. So we just wanted to change the scenery. I think it's also really important to give other people space. Um, It doesn't have to be all the time, but uh, it's really easy to start bickering and getting snippy with each other when you just spend too much time physically because your family is sharing your house. You know, it's a shared resource. So share a bathroom, you share the common living spaces. Even, you know, if you spend a lot of time in your yard, you share your yard, whether it's pool, trampoline, whatever. Um, it's also really important for everyone to help out. So uh, my kids have been pretty decent about helping with cooking, cleaning up, uh, taking care of pets, Uh, They've both gotten new pets. My daughter got a hamster. My son got some fish. So that's given them something to care for. And it's harder to feel sorry for yourself when you have to take care of something else, you know, something that depends on you. So these are just, you know, some of the things that, that we've done, but I think it's been mostly changing scenery because at least for me, the thing that gets me is just this sameness of, being in, you know, at my desk or in my room or wherever, you know, I just get tired of it. So we're like, you know what, let's get out. doesn't matter where we go. Let's just go. Hope that helps. Here we have a question about current events. How do you think our president elect will perform in his upcoming years in office? And by the time you're hearing this, it is probably going to be president Biden, not president elect Biden anymore. I think that he'll be fine. For all of his faults, he strikes me as a decent, moral person. I suspect that he'll work a great deal on environmental and social equity issues, the wealth gap, and hopefully he'll be able to heal some divisions that we've seen recently in our society. I also think that he's going to step down after his turn to give Kamala Harris a chance at making history. Uh, But I think that he deserves the benefit of the doubt and to and a chance to show everybody what he can do. Here we have a submission by Chris Savage, who when he was in my fourth grade class had the nickname of Satchmo. He asks, how do you cure boredom? (laughs) If I knew the answer to that, the real far reaching answer, I'd be able to fund some new schools for us because I would be probably the wealthiest person in the world. I'll tell you what I do think. I think that one of the problems, and I fell into this as well, is that easily digestible entertainment won't do it. It won't cure your boredom. Um, If you use things like playing games on your phone, uh, watching YouTube videos or whatever, something that's just like passive entertainment to keep you from being bored, eventually you'll get tired of it. And then what do you have? That's kind of something that I had to deal with. Um, I think that having scattered focus makes it worse also. And what I mean by that is doing a bunch of things, like moving from one thing to another instead of focusing more on like one or two things that take up your time. Uh, I have been extremely guilty of this, and it's something in the last couple of weeks and months I've really tried to do is to focus more on particular things and let other things fall by the wayside a little bit some things that I think are good that really help are keeping to a schedule, but not super rigidly, uh, just having a a basic idea of like, these are the things that I'm going to do on weekdays. These are things I'm going to do on weekends and I'm going to allot this amount of time. And then you just fix it daily as necessary, but having a general idea, uh, and not having just this yawning gulf of time in front of you, uh, with no idea how you're going to spend it. Um, like I said, narrow the focus of your hobbies, uh, avoid binging on things like Netflix and Amazon prime and Disney plus and, um, YouTube and all of that. I think that one of the big problems with binging is it's, it's really satisfying as you're doing it, but then you get kind of a hangover. Like my wife calls it a book hangover when she gets a great book and just reads it straight through. And then when she's done, she's so sad because, the next sequel or the next book from that author is not going to be out for so long. It can be like that with uh, entertainment as well. You find a great TV show that you're just totally into. It's better to space it out a little bit, watch two or three episodes a day, especially if it's a a longer show. uh, And then maybe space that out every couple of days. Social interaction is really important. Uh, I think you need to mix it up with your family, like getting involved in what each other is interested in i talked a little bit before about how i was doing some photography with my son but my kids uh, got a little involved with planning a garden this year Um, i think playing games with each other whether they're board games or playing among us with family that's you know remote or whatever it's just important for you to do that because it it keeps you from being as isolated and part of boredom is isolation uh, be creative make anything whether you're writing stuff drawing painting making music just make something okay it, it doesn't matter what it is and be honest about your expectations you have to be reasonable if you're just picking up something for the first time it's probably going to be terrible for a while that's really the way it is until we learn and we get better so if you want it to to work to be something that really replaces boredom you have to give yourself time to improve and you have to give yourself the grace to make mistake after mistake after mistake and anytime you even make a little bit of progress you got to celebrate it you got to give yourself credit for it I alluded to this earlier but this might be the biggest one is don't be passive if you're digesting something that's on the internet whether it's written or it's you know video movie whatever Try to spend more time watching things to learn than to be entertained. Because when you're when you're just waiting to be entertained, when you no longer feel the entertainment, you don't have the ability to do it for yourself. So if you just do things, like just force yourself to be creative for a little time every day, whether it's half hour, an hour, meditate, go for a walk, whatever. But it's something that when you feel the boredom, you feel that um, what the French call ennui, it's like, oh, I'm so tired of everything. I can't handle it. You have a way to pull yourself out of it instead of expecting someone else to do it for you because often there's no one else there to do it. The next question comes to us from Tawny. It's a pretty serious one. She asks, What's your biggest fear going into 2021? So I went back and forth on this a little bit, not with the answer. I knew what the answer was, but. I didn't want to scare anybody. However, I've always prided myself on being honest with my students and I always have been with you guys. So I'll tell you that my biggest fear hasn't changed since this all started in March of last year. I worry about supply chain disruptions. So disruptions that affect you getting electricity, natural gas, potable water, meaning water that you can drink. Uh, I worry a lot about food availability and communication. Um, I worry about essential workers uh, being put on the front lines of this because people who work in all of those industries that I just mentioned are considered essential, meaning they have to continue working. But when they do, they work in physical proximity to one another, which really raises the chance that they will contract COVID. And, you know, not only is that worrisome for their own health, but in a situation where you have a lot of people working in a relatively small physical area, once one of them contracts it, it's likely that more of them will contract it. And when you have enough people that can't work, that's how you get disruption in supply chains. Um, and that's with goods or services. Um, and also it creates uh, you know, some, some weirdness around hoarding, which we all saw going to Costco last year and even in the last couple of months where toilet paper seems to be the thing that people want. Uh, so that's, that's really it for me. I worry about being able to provide uh, for my family and help out the people that I love. That's it for my first AMA. I'd like to thank everybody who submitted a question please keep them coming. I have probably enough questions for three more episodes right now. I'm planning on putting them out approximately every two weeks. So stay curious, uh, stay safe, and uh, we'll see you guys next time.